When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. Um, what a what a weekend! Uh, you know, college football has been back. This will be the second weekend, I believe, but it was really almost in full swing of who was playing on Saturday. Today is September thirteenth. Uh, today was the first day of the NFL. That well, the Kansas City Chiefs played Houston Texans on Thursday, but today was like the real like Sunday kickoff. Um, it was a great day of football. It's still going on. Um, I decided to add a show to the podcast if I am able to continue to do this um, of on Sundays, maybe getting on Sundays or Saturday nights and doing a recap of what happened on college football for Saturdays. Um, and then on Mondays or Tuesdays, try to get on and do a recap of the NFL, maybe more about my Chicago Bears. Um, what a day today for the Chicago Bears. We'll get to that. In another episode, but this one I'm going to try to focus on college football. Uh, so we can just do a little recap of that. So welcome back. Like I said, uh, that's what the show is going to be about. Uh, so we'll start off with any uh, news or anything. A um, couple things here in Illinois. Uh, we had football get moved to the spring. And we start February 15th. Uh, but we just got word um, a few days ago 
So our government body, which is the IHSA, they decided to turn the decision making over to the state of Illinois, to our governor and the Department of Health. So that's kind of how they came to the decision of slow the roll on sports and move it to the spring. Um, but Illinois' positivity rate for COVID-19 testing has gone down to about 3.7, 3.9% positivity rate. So it's gone down tremendously. Um, and then the states all around us have been playing high school football. I know Iowa and Indiana are the big ones that have been playing. Wisconsin is going to start playing. Um, they left the decisions up to the individual schools and their districts and their conferences. Michigan was going to play in the spring, but they've switched it to the fall. They've reversed it and they're going to start playing here, I think, in a couple of weeks. Uh, so Illinois, a lot of the athletes, coaches, and parents, they're pushing to get the decision reversed. And I think it's because I, I'm, you know, it, it's tough for me because I can sit here and say I want to play here in about two or three weeks, um, play maybe a seven-game season, get maybe two or three playoffs in. Uh, but since we've waited so long, should we just go into the spring and not rush things? Uh, but I think the fear is with winter coming in and it's flu season, um, you know, not saying people are going to get COVID, but do they get the flu and think they have COVID? Is it going to be a big thing? Is, are you going to see tests go back up? And so um, I think what the thinking process is for Illinois is let's try to get them in now. Let's just try to play before it may get worse since it's getting a little bit better with the positivity rate. Um, so we're going to see. I'll, I roll with the punches. If we go play in October, we play in October. If we go into the spring, we go into the spring. So uh, I'm, I'm for whatever, but that's kind of what's happening in Illinois with high school football. And in college, the only thing I think that's really changed is you're seeing some teams postpone games, suspend games, because certain campuses, not necessarily the football team, the campuses are getting tested positive or their, you know, numbers are going up. Uh, and then the Big Ten had suspended fall football until the spring. But from reports, there's been multiple reports. One said they'd start October 17th now. But I saw a report about 20 minutes ago that said they were going to vote on it. The Big Ten will try to vote on it again or revisit it and possibly try to play in the fall play in October and you know you got the SEC gonna play next weekend the Big 12 started some belt was playing uh you know the ACC was playing so you know if the Big 10 comes back and tries to play in October I don't know I think it's just gonna be the exact same thing I don't think that, that they're gonna be allowed to be in the college football playoff because is the SEC ACC and the Big 12 gonna wait uh you know I really don't know how that's going to work. This is kind of where I think that the president of the NCAA needs to step in and kind of have some leadership, you know, be like a commissioner and get this decided. But I think it's almost too late for that. Um, I would love to see the Big Ten come back, but some people think they're just going to come back and play in a week or two. You, you don't have that kind of time. You know, it's one thing to get told you're going to play somebody in a week and game plan for it because – you just have to, as a coach, you got a game plan, watch the film as quick as you can. High school as we do it. Um, we don't get the film till that sat Friday night or Saturday for the next team, you know, so we've got a couple of days to prepare. Uh, but it's another to say, hey, we're going to play a game in two weeks. You got to get the kids ready 
you know, to play, you gotta go tackle, you gotta, you know, do drills. And so some people out there that think that we're gonna play or the Big Ten's gonna play in a week or two, it's not gonna happen. That's why they're shooting for October to give them time, get the kids back on campus to do this, do that. So that's kind of what's going on in the world. I don't know exactly what's gonna happen. I'd love to see the Big Ten come back. Um, there's some good football, but you know, it, it's kind of crazy. Um, so college football has been going on for a little while, but it's just a game here and there. And then yesterday was kind of like the full slate, um, which was awesome to have football on all day. And then today with the NFL all day, uh, you know, people complain about some of the games that went on in college football, but I think football's football. It doesn't really matter. Um, so a couple of the recaps uh, or things that stuck out to me was when it came back, you know, people were talking about Army beating Middle Tennessee. I wasn't really surprised there. Um, Army's pretty good this year. They won 42 to nothing. But a couple of the games people were talking about, and I think people need to be able to watch out for, is uh, one of the games that interests me or was very entertaining was the SMU-Texas State game. Uh, Texas State, man, we'll get to talk about them. Their wide receivers can catch. And that wide receivers coach needs a pay raise. Watching the catches they made against SMU, watching the catches they were making yesterday, that guy, they, they need to – our receivers coach needs a pay raise. So I think I became a fan of Texas State. They play hard. I like their offense. Um, they're 0-2 right now, but they 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 could be sitting here at 2-0 or 1-1 right now. I think they should have won yesterday. Um, then the big one that kind of surprised a lot of people and myself was the PYU-Navy game. Now, I had said from the get-go that BYU is always that team that it's always good, and they kind of go under the radar, but they're always sometimes ranked in the bottom 25. They they compete, and so I really wasn't shocked that they won, um, but to beat Navy 55 nothing or 55 to 3, excuse me, um, if you guys ever want to listen to their podcast, I would go check out the Armchair Coaching Podcast with Coach Sheffer. Um, we do a, I've been on there as a regular. We do a program profiles on a bunch of college teams, and one of them was Navy. You know, we all sat here and talked about, you know, how Navy could maybe sink their way into the college football playoff, which I'll get to in a second with everything in the college football playoff. But, I, you know, they were having a brand-new quarterback in, and – so I know that was going to be a part of it, but man, to to see BYU just kind of right from the get go shred Navy, I did not expect that. Now it came out afterwards with Coach Ken talking about how they were probably the cleanest program. Uh, you know, they did do a lot of hitting, a lot of tackling, but that's all changed. He said they went to full contact tackle because that was one thing. Navy and Army and even Air Force them they're a pretty good tackling team because they're very disciplined, so they did not tackle very well. But BYU's entire offensive line, I believe, played last year. They're coming back. They're a good quarterback. I really like their offense, too. Um, a lot of, you know, wide zone and inside zones. And they just – those are offensive line just manhandled Navy. So I think that kind of trashes Navy's chances of maybe getting to the football playoff this year. Um, I think they're going to dial back their offense because they have a new quarterback. Because Navy runs the, you know, your wing tier option, what you know, type of offense. But they sometimes will go into a gun and do certain things, depending on what their players do. I think with this new quarterback, they'll have to dial it back a little bit on his reads and what they're going to do. But they're going to go back to tackling. They're going to go back to doing what they do. So I think you're going to see Navy improve. Um, but I did not expect that. 
Um, but BYU looks pretty good. I know they're supposed to play Army next weekend, but from reports saying that they're after we schedule that, because I think it was either BYU's football team or the BYU campus in the area, they had rising cases of COVID tests. So we were all looking for that BYU Army game next week because um, the Army's looking pretty good right now. Um, but, you know, that's going to be rescheduled. They're going to try to play it again. Uh, but Army was looking pretty good um, that first week. Uh, and then yesterday, it was just the Sun Belt has stepped up, man. Um, we'll talk about a couple games here. Uh, the, the first one that stuck out to me was uh, North Carolina beating Syracuse 31-6. to I did not – was not able to watch that game. But it looked like, you know, I, I said this, Mac Brown can coach. He can motivate kids. He can get them to play like he did at Texas. And so I'm not really shocked that, you know, North Carolina started to play well, good, play well last year. But I think the way their defense tried to hold, held Syracuse's offense, you know, with Dino Papers and that fast-paced up-tempo offense, they have to score a lot of points. They're, man, that defense for North Carolina really stepped up uh, – so that one kind of shocked me. I was able to watch the Notre Dame-Duke game. Duke, uh, I like their offense. I like what they were doing. They're very physical. They were trying to run the ball. They were trying to do different things to throw off Notre Dame. Notre Dame started off slow, um, but they started to pick it up to win that game 27-13. to 13. Uh, I wouldn't sleep on Notre Dame. I'm not saying they're going to win the national championship. I think they can compete with Clemson. You know, Clemson beat Wake Forest pretty handedly, but I think Notre Dame being the ACC for the first time, they're going to be motivated. Uh, Book as a quarterback, he's back for his third straight year starting. Uh, they they can, if they want to turn it on and they finally get it going, I think they're pretty good. They have some big linemen. They have some fast wide receivers. They have fast running backs. Their defense, that's very base sound defense where, they will try to disguise some things, but they're basically saying we're going to line up here. We're going to do what we do. Almost a bend, don't break type of defense, um, which can be dangerous. But they've, they've got some players. I'm not going to sleep on Notre Dame. Just kind of depends on um, how prepared they are. But I think they're going to be motivated being the ACC for the first time this year to win that. Um, and with the Big Ten and the Pac-12 not playing, and I'll get to that with the other teams in a second, you know, Notre Dame might be sitting there going, you know, if we can play well, and compete and some other teams slip up if we just lose to Clemson maybe we can sneak our way into a fourth seed for the college football playoff and you know if they're hot um you know they got some confidence you know you never know but I would not sleep on Notre Dame they look pretty good uh then Army won again against L.A. Monroe which not surprised you know Army is another team that we talked about if they go undefeated are they going to make the college football playoff I don't think they I don't think so because it's hard to look at the SEC teams and their schedule. Um then you're looking at like a Notre Dame and Clemson. If Clemson goes undefeated or if Notre Dame loses one game with playing the ACC, you know, their schedule may be more uh competitive than what Army is. So even if Army goes undefeated, I'm not sure they get in the college football playoff. Uh now the big the big ones that people want to talk about is uh the Sunbelt Conference, man. I where did that come from all of a sudden? First of all, we watched, you know, we were on that podcast. We were talking about Kansas State. Kansas State was a hit or miss, but they've been pretty good. Um, you know, they beat Oklahoma last year. And so we said, you know, if they can show up and play, they were going to do some damage. Well, then Arkansas State comes out and beats them 35-31. And Arkansas State came out and said, I don't, we don't care that you're in the 
Big 12. We don't care that you're a uh, Division One. We're a big time Division One program. We're going to come out and punch you in the mouth and see if you can handle them. They punched them in the mouth, and Kansas State did not know how to respond. And Arkansas State did just enough to win. And that was the big upset. And then uh, Kansas State's, I don't know, maybe they're going to fall off this year. They got some good players. Uh, new head coach and everything, but the coach staff that's been there is still there. And I, you know, we said that could be the team that upsets Oklahoma, but if they're going to play like that, and Oklahoma, I think they play next week. I don't see Kansas State beating Oklahoma. We'll get to them here in a minute. Uh, you know, Oklahoma with their high-powered offense and, you know, Spencer Rattler, their quarterback, played really well. Kansas State, I don't know. Because um, if they can't handle a punch in the mouth from Arkansas State, how are they going to handle being punched in the mouth repeatedly from an Oklahoma or a Texas. Um, I don't see them losing a ton of games, but I don't see them winning the Big 12 now or being in contention if they don't turn around here this week. Then you got Iowa State, who we talked about on the podcast of Coach Sheffers. It's their hit or miss. They're either good or they're going to play bad. To come out and lay an A against the Raging Cajuns, man, for yeah, Louisiana Lafayette, man, go Raging Cajuns. I mean, Raging Cajuns. I mean, come on. At the Big 12, you know, I, I said, you know, it's not – it's good football for high points, but they don't really do much besides the old Oklahoma teams. They don't really – since Alabama's and Nick Saban and Clemson's and all that showed up, they're not winning championships. Iowa State comes out and lays an egg. I know they're not top-tier Big 12, but you allow the Raging Cajuns to come in and beat you 31-14, and you're paying them money to come in and play like con. Like, that was a big shocker to me. Uh, Iowa State's going to have to figure it out. If not, they're going to lose every single game in the Big 12, besides maybe Kansas State. But I don't know. That could be the total bowl. I don't know. We haven't seen Oklahoma State play. They, they didn't get to play. Um, then if you look down for the rest of the, the week, um, I'm going to talk about Texas State. You know, they can play University of San Antonio or UTSA, and that went into overtime. I was rooting for Texas State, man. I had fallen in love with that team. Uh, people don't know that's usually a team people pick on NCAA when they're first starting out. I know I did. Like, on the game, no offense to them, they're not very good. So when you're an offense or defense coordinator, that's a team I always kind of picked first. Um, but watching them, the way they play, the way they're coached, the way they are very excited to be out there. Uh, like I said, that wide receivers coach needs a pay raise because those guys were catching the most ridiculous passes I've ever seen. Um, they should have won that game. I know they were down by two scores at one point, but to come back, and they only lost 51-48, and, you know, they did score to tie it up at one point. Uh, it might have been, I think it was 41-41, uh, and Texas State's kicker comes out and misses the extra point, but I don't blame the kicker. You can never blame that one person or something because it's a team there's chances to win the game. So people that I saw say it was the kicker's fault, they need to reevaluate how they look at the game of football. If you're a coach, you need to reevaluate what you do. If you're a fan, you need to put yourself in that kid's shoes um, to go out there and kick that. That's a lot of pressure. I don't care if there was any fans in the stands or not. That's a lot of pressure. So I do not blame that on him. Uh, but it was a great game. They're 0-2. I think they could be 2-0. They, they, I like their offense. Um, they're very competitive. They tackle. Uh, so I think I've become a fan of Texas State. Uh, so that one really stuck out. And then um, back to the Georgia Tech thing. Uh, 
I used to root for George Tech. Now I am a Sprite guy, but when Paul Johnson was there at George Tech, I like his offense. It's very simple. Um, it's very effective. And when he left, a new coach comes in, and what kind of made everybody mad was, you know, there was rumors about boosters and people pushing out Paul Johnson because type of offense he ran. But he was a good coach. He's a culture builder. So I don't think he should have left being forced to, but he did retire. And the new coach that comes in the spring game last year, they come out in their spring game and line up in their wing T formations. And all of a sudden they were like, oh, we're just kidding and line up in a spread. And I found that to be very disrespectful. So I used to root for George Tech, but now I don't. Um, I mean, good for them. They won 16 to 13 against Florida State. Um, it was a, I watched some of the game. It was a very tough thing to watch offensively. I like, they couldn't really move the ball, uh, but their defense is held up. Florida State's got a lot of improving to do. Um, that place is a toilet bowl for the past few years. You know, and it's hard to see a place like Florida State go down the tube like that. Uh, but they're trying to turn it around. I think they can. George Tech, good for you for winning the game. Uh, I'll get over the thing with Paul Johnson. But I, was, I wasn't rooting for him. I would love to root for George Tech. But I'm not going to. If they win, they win. If they don't, they don't. I'm kind of over what they did. Not necessarily because they're running the spread now. but it's the way they went up with Paul Johnson, the way they did that. Um, I'll get over it one day, but for right now, it's, it is what it is, but it's a low-scoring affair. Um, so those are kind of the recaps till I get to what I really want to talk about. Um, well, and then you had Texas Tech have a scare from HBU. I mean, I don't know what's going on with these smaller schools coming in, but Texas Tech won 35-33. They had a scare, and I thought Texas Tech was going to blow it. And if they did, you're looking at – Big 12 losing to these schools yesterday. <laughs> People were joking, saying they may not play anymore. Uh, so a lot of good football yesterday. Um, but a couple of the things I wanted to talk about with college football, um, Oklahoma won against Missouri State 48 to nothing. Now, I, people were talking about Spencer Radler, and he did really well. I'm not going to take anything away from Spencer Radler or anything. Um, he was He had a huge game. Uh, he was 14 for 17 on passing with 290 yards and four touchdowns. That is crazy. But people were talking about Heisman. They're talking about championship because they scored 31 points in the first quarter. Now, no offense against Missouri State, but. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You guys need to really look at who teams play. And so I know that's going to hurt Oklahoma because they're going to say, oh, we played Missouri State. Now they're going to play in the Big 12 games from here on out. But, you know, I think that's a good warm-up game for Spencer. Rather, it's his first game starting for him. And he did really well. He did what he, They did what they were supposed to do. Let's put it that way. What they did, they did what they were supposed to. And then they kind of called the dogs off. You know, so hats off to Lincoln Riley for not saying, I'm going to go out and score 70 points. You know, you got other guys in the game. Uh, and, but you guys, everyone needs to calm down with the Heisman or anything. I don't think you should have a Heisman this year anyway because you don't have the Big Ten playing. Justin Fields was a contender for it. You know, that's as an example. So I don't think you should have a Heisman. You don't have the Big Ten. You don't have Pac 12. You don't have these other conferences playing. So 
I wouldn't put Oklahoma on this winning the championship or even making the college football playoff. You know, we haven't even had the SEC plays yet. You, your Alabamas haven't played yet. Your Auburns hasn't played yet. Um, Mississippi States and all that haven't played yet. So Oklahoma might make the college football playoff, but I wouldn't put too much emphasis. The only thing about this game is, is that it kind of gets the rust off and the nerves out, especially for Spencer Radler, who looked good. Like I said, don't get me wrong, but so I think people need to calm down with that. Don't put too much stock into that with Oklahoma. Uh, so we'll see how they end up, where they go. You know, uh, not to take away how he played. Like I said, he did what he's supposed to do, but you know. Uh, and then the big, big talk of the town was. Uh, with Kansas playing Coastal Carolina. Now, last year, Coastal Carolina beat Kansas. Now, here's the thing about Kansas. I don't remember the exact year. I think it might have been 2007, where Kansas was pretty good. They, they were pretty good. Uh, they won 11 or 12 games that year. And ever since then, for football, they have not been very good. Now, basketball is a ba- or Kansas is a basketball state. It's a basketball school. Um, they're known for basketball. You know, that's where basketball was invented. That's what they are known for. Not known for football. Now, they've been down in football. Uh, Les Miles comes in last year, and he's got to really rebuild this. Now, Les Miles, he did well at LSU. I think he could have done better at LSU because it's LSU. You should be able to get certain recruits. You go to compete. Now, he did win a championship. They were always ranked pretty high. Uh, and, you know, he's got to – was he the right person for the job? I don't know. Uh, but, you know, he comes in. He's got to rebuild it from the ground up. Uh, they've got to spend some money. they got to get some coaches. they got to get some recruits. Uh, but it's a tough road ahead, up, ahead for him. Uh, but then going back to Kansas, um, I was going to root for Kansas uh, because of the offensive coordinator, Coach Brett Dearman. Um I became a coach of, of Coach Jermans back when he was at Arkansas Tech. It's I believe it's Division Two. Uh, he was a like offensive assistant coach, uh, like an analyst uh, for Gus Malzahn at Auburn. And when he went to Arkansas Tech, he took that offense with him that he learned at Auburn. And Arkansas Tech, they he he got him scoring points, man. They were scoring 30, 40 points a game because uh, the offense he took it and made it, you know. Gus can have – he has a very simple offense, but he can do a lot more because he's at Auburn. He's at Division One, He has more practice time and everything. And then when you watch the offense at Arkansas Tech with Brent Dearman – or Coach Brent Dearman, excuse me. Um, he took it and made it very simple. He took the simplest form of it and used that. And they did very well. And then he went on to his alma mater at Bethel University. At, it's an NEIA school, and they were averaging 50 points a game with the same offense, and then he got hired to be, like, an offensive – I don't know if it's an analyst or anything, but he, he was an offensive assistant with Kansas. They had a different offense coordinator last year. And then halfway through the season, they weren't doing so hot, so Les Miles fired the offensive coordinator and, and promoted Coach Brent Dearman as the offensive coordinator. So halfway through the season, if not more, they had to learn Coach Dearman's offense, and they had a big spark. Um, he They were trying to do it. They made it even more simple. They had this big spark. They had a veteran quarterback last year, so they were able to do some of those things. Coming in this year, I don't think they knew who their quarterback was. Uh, now, COVID did kind of change a lot, so not to make excuses. So I came in and said I didn't know how many games Kansas would win. I think they'd be that team that would pester Oklahoma, 
pester Texas and all of them. I'm not saying they were going to win the Big 12, but I think they were going to take a step this year. Um, but it all depended on what kind of recruits they had, who their quarterback was going to be. Uh, so it wasn't – I, I wasn't 100% sure, but I would like to see that. I'm a, I'm a fan of his, a fan of the offense. So they played Coastal Carolina last night, and it was a rough game for Kansas. They gave up 14 points in the first quarter, 14 points in the second quarter, and only scored three in the first half. That first half was very rough. And then the second half, they kind of slowly started turning on. They scored 14 points in the third, but then they gave up 10 in the fourth and only scored six in the fourth. So they turned around in the second half. Um, and a lot of people already said this it was embarrassing. You're going to lose to Coastal Carolina. Uh, and a lot of people were writing off Coach Brent Derman saying, you know, people were all, all about it. And, you know, again, this is no offense to anybody to argue with anybody, but from watching the game, they had two turnovers in the first half, and Coastal Carolina came down and scored on both of them. So you can't turn the ball over. Um, you know, where's the blame on the defense? Um, you know, they weren't tackling very well. Uh, Coastal Carolina, I really like their offense. They were a spread team. They like to uh, run the ball. They were running, you know, a lot of speed options, a lot of options. They would run straight at you type of leads. They were just like, we're going to punch you in the mouth. And they did. They were very prepared. They were very uh, motivated to say, okay, we want to go play a bigger school, even though it's Kansas. Uh, so they came out and played, and Kansas just wasn't motivated until the second half. And by that time, it's too late, especially when you turn the ball over in the first half. Then I think a big thing is that they just kept switching quarterbacks. Uh, I, I've never been a big fan of switching quarterbacks because then you get out of the flow of things. You know, if you're going to switch quarterbacks, it's got to be because they got hurt for a second or something happened, they had come out. But like, oh, well, we're going to play him for a little bit, then we're going to play so-and-so for a little bit. I have never been a fan of switching quarterbacks. My receivers don't get in a rhythm with it. You know, the quarterback doesn't get a, a good read on the game, doesn't able to see what the defense is doing. If you take them out and they go back out there and, like, really look at the defense and read it, you don't get in the flow. And so, to me, if it's a quarterback's not playing well and you switch them, you got to stick with it. Uh, so, they did switch quarterbacks. Um, and that second quarterback they brought in, uh, he played very well. And they should have stuck with him the whole game, I think. But it took a while for him to get in a groove. So, I mean, I'm not really sure. Uh, I have it right here. Uh, his name is Miles Kendrick. Uh, he is an athletic quarterback. I watched him throw the ball, and he could sling the ball. He's got a good touch on it. Um, you know, some of the play calling changed, and so they started to wake up a little bit. Um, he threw for 156 yards and two touchdowns. Um, he did throw an interception. So, I mean, I think they would have had him the whole game. I think they might have won, or they would have stuck with, you know, made it more competitive. Uh, but yeah, hats off to Coastal Carolina. I mean, they came in, and Kansas just didn't punch him back in the mouth to the third quarter. By then, it's too late. Um, so, like I said, people wanted to, you know, say this and this about Kansas. You got to realize uh, they got to get the recruits to fit Brett Darren's offense. You know, last year they didn't really have the recruits, and they were recruiting for a completely different offense, like a pro-style offense. Now you got a spread power run based off the wing T philosophies offense like Auburn. So they got to get those type of recruits coming in. Um, so I think once they do, I think you're going to see here in a couple of years if they can stick with it. You know, they could turn around, but they got to get the recruits. They got to spend the money to upgrade the facilities. And I'm not going to sleep on Coach Brett Derman. He's going to, they're going to fix it. He's going to make it work. Um, so I'm not jumping off that bandwagon for him. I never said they were going to win every game. I just thought they'd be competitive. They weren't competitive to the second half. But if they can play the way they did in the second half the rest of the year, they will be a thorn in somebody's behind. Uh, 
And I think with, you know, Oklahoma, even Oklahoma, because they're not going to be what they were last year. So I think they can, you know, do that. So I think we need to slow our roll on Kansas a little bit. I know it was he at the moment I said the same thing. Like, oh, my gosh, this is awful. Uh, but, you know, I'm not going to sleep on them. I'm not saying I could do any better. So then uh, continue on with college football. Uh, they came out today with their new top 25. They adjusted the first top 25. They had like Ohio State in it at number two, but they're not playing. So it's hard, you know, for you to say this or that about that. Uh, but at number one, you still have Clemson. They won. They have Alabama at number two. They did not play. Oklahoma went from number five. Was, they were four, number five. They went to number three. Georgia still sitting at number four. They did not play. Florida's number five. They did not play. LSU at six. They did not play. Notre Dame is number six, went from 10 to seven. Auburn didn't play. They're sitting at number eight. Texas won. They're number nine. Texas A&M did not play. They're at number 10. Oklahoma State's at 11. They didn't play. North Carolina's now number 12. Cincinnati at 13. University of Central Florida at 14. Tennessee at 15. Memphis 16. Miami uh, is 17. Louisville at 18. Our Raging Cajuns uh, made it to number 19. Virginia Tech at 20. BYU at 21. Army at 22. Kentucky at 23. Appalachian State at 24. And Pittsburgh at 25. This is a crazy year when you're seeing the Raging Cajuns ranked. This is a crazy year when you, when you see Tennessee even ranked up this high. It's a crazy year when you've got Appalachian State ranked. So I think this year for college football is, is it's the year of a smaller, bigger schools. You're going to see these Division One big-time schools slip up. I think this is going to be the year that – well, let me back up. You're going to see schools like the Raging Cajuns, even the Armies, uh, Appalachian State. This is the time – they're smelling blood in the water right now. You know, way back when, when you see Boise State do really well and they didn't, you know, get their opportunity to play in a, in a championship game. UCF, a couple years ago, they didn't get the opportunity. I think we're going to start seeing these guys are smelling blood in the water. Hey, these Big 12 schools like we see, they're not what they were. SEC hasn't played yet, but they, they just have to play each other. They're not playing anybody else for the most part. You know, these SEC schools are going to play each other. ACC has to play each other. So these Smaller schools in the Sunbelt Conference, whether they're independent, are smelling blood in the water saying, we are motivated to make a statement saying, we play good football, we have good players, we have good coaches, we prepare just like you do. Uh, I think you're in – they cannot play well. And I think Texas Tech should have lost. You see how Texas State's playing. Raging Cajuns played well. Uh, you know, all those schools are just playing very well. They are going to try to make a statement and say – if we can go undefeated and get some of these guys to beat up by each other and slip up somewhere, maybe one of us, I don't know who, I think they're all in it together, or roof, they're a roof for each other. If they can sneak in a college football playoff to try to make statements to them without the Big Ten and the Pac-12 and all of them, they have a chance to say, we can go undefeated, and we get these SEC teams and ACCs to beat up by each other, they slip up, Alabama loses a game, Clemson loses a game, Notre Dame loses a game or two, and they try to get into college football playoff. I think that's what they're going to try to do. And I think that's what motivates them. And they do not care. They're, they're going to open it up, man. This is a crazy year. So 
offense coordinators have something in their playbook, they're going to open it up. The head coach or defense coordinator has got something they've never done before, they're going to open it up. Um, they're going to practice a lot harder. They're going to be way more motivated than they ever have been. So I think this is going to be a crazy year for college football, especially if Big Ten decides to come back. But I think do not sleep on these smaller schools. We're going to have to pay attention to them. They're going to be on TV. We're going to watch them. They're going to get on the map. And they play very well. I, I tell people all the time, you know, these smaller Division ones that are not Power Five play very good football. Uh, they have very good players. FCS schools, you know, your Division One Double A's compete. Um, to so when you see Appalachian State in there, even like they are going to play, they're going to try to you know avenge UCFs and Boise State of the world to say we can go undefeated. We're going to try to get into the college football playoff. I think Army's in the same boat. They're Division One. But I know in their mind, they're thinking if we can go undefeated, or even a BYU is probably thinking the same thing, if we can go undefeated, we can finally get these power fives to kind of say, okay, and get the committee to say, okay, there's good football out there. So if we get another team like that later on, they can do something in a college football playoff. Or the big talk is maybe they need to finally, you know, revisit it. I said from the get-go, there's got to be a way to have a playoff just like the FCS level. You know, only play, I know it's all about money, but, you know, at the FCS level, if you play 10 games or so, maybe have your conference championship, and then you go to a playoff, and the playoffs are, you know, so many rounds to get there. You're still, you know, if you look at, like, an SEC, if you're Alabama, you win all your 12 games or whatever, you're 12-0, and then you got your conference championship, and you're 13-0. First round of the playoffs, you're 14-0. You win the whole thing, it's 15-0 or whatever it is. That's 15 games. So why not only play maybe nine or ten games for the regular season? Have a conference championship if you make it that far. But even if you don't do the conference championship, you can still make the playoffs. Have a couple rounds of the playoffs, then a, then the championship or whatever. Uh, and I said with Division One, you have these bowl games. Figure out maybe these bowl games are the playoffs. Now I'm talking about without COVID. I'm talking about if you make the bowl games each playoff round or however it is, uh, people can still make the money. And somebody's going to make the money. Schools can make the money. The advertisers that do it make the money. Uh, you know, I think that's a good way to get other teams in that maybe don't have the opportunity to. And so short the season down to nine or ten games, whatever, just in case there's a conference title. So, you know, a team's going to have to play another one. Or don't have a conference championship game. Play the conference. They win. You know, just like high school levels or Division two FCS levels. Then you have – I don't know, three or four rounds of the playoffs to get to the championship. I mean, what's the harm? I think you still make just enough money, especially if you use the bowl game type situations, you know, or have more than one game being played there. You know, like if it's still keep the final four, the Rose Bowls and the Orange Bowls and all that. But these other games, maybe one place plays two games, you know, have it at one stadium. It's still uh, – a bowl game, but it's still, you know, I don't know. The first one that comes to mind is, let's say it's the Orange Bowl. The Orange Bowl, you have two games. You know, oh, my goodness, it's Florida versus Georgia, and then it's Appalachian State versus Army or something. I don't know. Uh, it's a playoff game. It'll help with travel. Uh, so I think, you know, final thoughts on that is that I think this is the year for smaller Division One schools are going to make a statement that they're in the college football playoff. Um and so I don't think we need to sleep on them. They're going to take advantage with the Big Ten not playing, the Pac-12 not playing, and all these other conferences not playing. Um, they're, they're, we got to watch out. We got to pay attention. And the other team I think that's kind of hiding is Notre Dame. If you guys watch them, I know people are going to, 
you know, really come after me for that. But they, they've got some good players when you watch them. When they finally got it going, I know it was Duke. But Duke is very disciplined, very well coached. They have a good quarterback this year. They had some big linemen. They had really good run blocking. Uh, but Because Notre Dame is not going to do anything fancy. They're just going to line up and play. Uh, so you are going to get some things on them. It's a bit don't break. But at the end of the day, they're going to try not to break, and they really don't break. I don't. I think that I'm really hoping I don't eat my words here. But when they play Clemson, I think they play in November. It's going to be a good game. So I won't sleep on Notre Dame. I'm not saying they're going to beat Clemson. I think Clemson will go undefeated. But that could be the game that slips up. And North Carolina, I mean, Mac Brown's a good coach. He's good. He, they're going to turn around like he did Texas. I think he's going to go back to his roots at the beginning of Texas, not the end, and really turn it around. Uh, don't sleep on Army. I think what's going to hurt Army, though, is their schedule. Um, Oklahoma's not what they were. That was a good warm-up game for them. I think they're going to, at some point, slip up somewhere. Um, big shocker was Kansas State. I had high hopes for Kansas State. Um, and I think we need to give Kansas a chance. That they're going to fix it. Coach Chairman's a good coach. Um, Les Miles, you know, he turned, he coached at the highest level with LSU, so I think they can rebuild it. Um, and once they get some kids in and they figure out the quarterback situation, I think they'll be fine. Um, so, yeah, I just want to go back and, you know, say I'm going to try to do these. You know, they'll probably be more in-depth next time. I just kind of want to get on and try this out. You know, I'll do a recap of college football, and then I'm going to try to do a recap of NFL football, just to add on to these podcasts. Um, I have people being interviewed. I will try I'm going to release those. I might release one of those a week or twice a week. just kind of depends. But these, I'm going to try to do ones on my own, recap send them out, you know, because I, I like doing this. It's fun for me. So look out for those. And, again, coaches, if you want to get on and talk ball, I don't care if it's basketball, football, track and field, strength conditioning, you let me know. We'll get on. We'll talk. Uh, if you guys want to present, you know, you have an offense, you do a defense, you do special teams, a drill, a play you like, and you want to get it on YouTube, and you want to talk ball at the same time, start a YouTube channel. We can get that going. You guys like that, let me know. I'm going to reach out to some people. But if you want to do it, reach out to me. I will respond to you. Uh, we will make it work. I will work around schedules, my schedule, your schedule, to make this work. Um, I want this to grow and build uh, relationships. I want people to get better. I want to get better. Um, so let's get better. Reach out if you want to do any of that. Um, if you guys want to get on and ever talk about this college football recap stuff, NFL stuff, we can make that work too, guys. I'm very flexible. It's very um, fun to try to do. It's very learning experience for me. So. Guys, thanks for listening. I'm just trying this out. Constructive criticism, send it my way. So guys out there, continue to stay safe. Wash your hands. Wear the mask. If you're playing high school football, good luck. I'm jealous. Hopefully we join you soon. And guys, I'm going to see you on the next one. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Woo, hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. 
Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors.